Lord, thank you so much for um, people, God. Thank you for everyone who's here. Thank you for every visitor who's here. And I just pray today you would work in our hearts and teach us what you want to teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, today uh, we will be looking at Scripture, but I want to say it's more of a meditation, a reflection, because we're going to be taking communion as we go through this. And, um, you know, we've been in the book of John, and we're all the way in chapter 19. You know, some of you guys are like, praise the Lord, you know, almost finished. No, it's been a great book, obviously. But Jesus' hour has come, right? Remember the whole time, it's like, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. His hour has come. And we're about to see the climax of what happened. And as we do that, I just want to reflect on Christ. So here's the first question. Is the climax was here. We're going to be in John 19, verse 17. And I just want you, as we read this, don't, don't worry about what I'm saying. Worry about what the Scripture is saying. Verse 17. They took Jesus, therefore, his own cross. Think about that for a second. The Son of Man, the Son of God, he didn't even have someone to take his cross. He was bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Galgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two other men, one on either side, and Jesus in between. And just remember, he's He's being crucified with criminals, people who committed very bad atrocities. This man who didn't even sin. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It was written, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. We talked about Pilate last week. Therefore, many of the Jews read the inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and in Greek. They're making sure everyone knew this is who he was Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. So the chief priests of the Jews were saying to Pilate, do not write the King of the Jews, but that he said, I am King of the Jews. Notice the Jews didn't want to take ownership of him, right? He's not our King. The world does that a lot, right? This isn't our King. But Pilate said, no, I'm putting King of the Jews on there. Pilate answered, what I have written I have written. Then the soldiers crucified Jesus, took garment, the part to every soldier, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was woven in one. Let us not tear it, cast lots for it. it shall be. This fill the scripture. They divided the outer garments among them. They cast lots. You know, the book of Matthew, Sees we see fulfilled, but even John he says this was talked. Therefore, the soldiers did these things. By the cross of Jesus were his mother. And I just want to say something about. Second, you know, I told you a couple weeks basketball game. Mates, we thought he died on the court. He stopped breathing for 19 seconds. And to watch parents actually think their son was dying was one of the worst my mind no parent wants to bury a child and it says the cross of Jesus were even last night it was a weird experience but Scarlett uh, Heather had to go 
this weekend, and Scarlett, she was sleeping in my bed with me. She said, I'm having bad dreams. And she goes, what happened when you die is what she asked. I was like, what? Who's for this stuff? And I got where it says, you know, uh, do not fear. Believe in God. Believe also in me. There are many rooms. But Jesus' mother was actually watching her. I is a thief. Mary, the wife of Clopas. Remember, Mary was John's mom. The family was there. Mary Magdalene. Jesus then saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved. Do you guys remember? John. Nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And this short, and my son's got an all state. Right? This great. This this the son was like, behold, you, behold your son. I'm dying. It's death. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. Isn't that awesome? John actually took care of Jesus' mom. And I just want you to think about this. Because in one sense, it's terrible this has had to happen. Redemptive God, that this was actually going to become beautiful thing that happened. And favorite movie for a second. You know, the climax of that movie, right? It was the climax is happening right before our eyes. And as we have just four small reflections, but as we get ready to take communion, I just want you to think about this is the climax. Here's our second reflection. It is finished. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things accomplished to fulfill Scripture, said, I am thirsty. So they put a sponge full of sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it to his mouth. What a way to go as a king, right? Sour wine. Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head. And gave up his spirit. Guys, the gospel is so beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? If today was the best Christian day of your life, I mean, I'm talking, you spent hours in prayer with God and you read your Bible and you, you went through the prayer app. God loves you. Isn't it awesome, though, if you had the worst day of your life, if you yelled at your spouse today and, you know, got mad at your kids? God loves you. Not because of anything you've done. Because when he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. And the Jewish people, you know, they had the Sabbath. And once a year, they would do this big Passover lamb. But notice, they had to do it every single year because it wasn't finished, right? It was just a picture of what was to come. But now we no longer do you have to come to the temple and offer up a perfect lamb. I am the lamb. And it is finished. And we can come to him at all times as our high priest. You don't have to as a pastor to go to God. You don't have to go through a priest to go to God. You can go to God through Jesus because it is finished. And I want to ask you as we reflect on communion today, what is keeping you from resting in this truth throughout your week? performance-oriented person. You know, before I became a Christian, it was like, 
the way you get to heaven was more good than bad, right? But don't we think like that as Christians sometimes? I got to perform, I got to do. God says, be before you do. Rest in me. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So our second reflection today is it is finished. Our third reflection, Jesus is the fulfillment. Then the Jews, because it was a day of preparation, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the for the Sabbath was a high day, asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. I just want to point this out. The Romans were experts in death. Like, they put you on that cross, you were going to die. Like, there was no questions about it. So, it's not like Jesus didn't die. They knew he was dead. Just wanted to say that. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other who was crucified with him. But coming to head, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth. Why? So that you may believe. Why was the book of John written? So that we may believe and have life in his name. For these things came to pass, listen to this, to fulfill the scripture, not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they took, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Guys, what's beautiful in the scriptures is there's so many prophecies that happened before Jesus died, like hundreds of years, thousands of years before, that came to fulfillment. Like, you would have a greater chance of winning the lottery this week than those prophecies actually coming to fulfillment the way they did. That's how much confidence we can have in the Scripture. We have a math teacher, Justin's a good friend is here, and he could probably tell us about probabilities, but there's a greater probability that you could go out and win the lotto than all these, fulfillment, all these prophecies that were talked about actually became fulfilled. Just think about that for a second. Jesus is the fulfillment. It's a beautiful reflection. And the last reflection is this. He invites us to respond. We see two people here. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, give him a little slack, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. And what a beautiful picture. This disciple didn't have it all together. Has anyone ever afraid to be a Christian? Has anyone ever been intimidated at times? Been scared to share about Christ? He wasn't a perfect disciple. I mean, he was a disciple. And then we see Nicodemus. Remember, he was kind of a secret disciple. We already talked about him in John 3 who had first come to him by night, also came bringing a mixture of mirror and oils about 100 pounds away. Here's what it's basically saying. Nicodemus had some money. But here's the thing. What did he spend his money on? On Jesus. Right? We're talking about these guys because they were disciples. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen, wrappings with the spices, 
as it is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. Therefore, because of this Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Guys, we're about to take communion. And I just want us to have this reflection today. He came to do what he was going to do, to die for sinful man, so that we could be connected to God. You know, I was thinking about, obviously I was at a state tournament all weekend, so basketball has been and, and, you know, the boys came a little bit short of winning the state championship. But I don't think we're ever going to look back and say, man, I'm sad we tried, right? Amazing that we get to be a part of God's great family, of his great plan. And if, if, if these guys in 20 years from now would be like, man, we had a shot. We were there. How much more pride should we take as believers that we get to be a part of what God's doing? Right? Isn't that pretty awesome? So what we're going to do here is I want to give you guys a couple minutes of reflection. I'm going to ask Michael to come with me. We're going to bring uh, Drew and the kids in, whoever wants to take communion. We might even give some to the workers out there. And Ed, can you play? And I want you just to reflect right now. And just on Christ. That's my goal. And then just a couple minutes, we're going to, we're going to lead, lead a time of communion.